Rambo! This is the Hudson Mohawk Magazine broadcasting from the Sanctuary for Independent Media in Troy, New York. On the unceded homelands of the Mohican people, known today as the Stockbridge-Munsee community. I'm Sina Bazilahickey. And today we bring you a Hudson Mohawk Magazine special on Kwanzaa, with segments by our roaming labor correspondent, Willie Terry. Kwanzaa takes place from December 26th to January 1st and is an African-American and Pan-African holiday with, which celebrates family, community, and culture. You can learn more at the official kwanzaawebsite.org. On tonight's Kwanzaa special, we begin with Willie Terry's interview with Professor Tamu Chambers about the history of the Kwanzaa celebration. Then Willie Terry gives us a closer look at some of the seven principles, beginning with day one and the principle of umoja, meaning unity. You can find more work by Willie Terry and the full stories on Kwanzaa on our website, mediasanctuary.org. We begin with the interview from December 2019. Willie Terry interviewed Hudson Valley Community College professor Tamu Chambers about the history and celebration of Kwanzaa. This is Willie Terry, your Roman labor correspondent, here at the Hudson Mohawk uh, Magazine. And today I'm here at Hudson Valley Community College in Troy, where I'll be uh, interviewing uh, Professor Tamu Chambers about Kwanzaa. How you doing, Professor? Oh, I'm doing fine, uh, Willie. First of all, I want to say that, uh, you know, when preparing for this interview, I tried to find some bio on you, and I want to tell you that I need a book. Oh. I mean, you have so many accolades and uh, certificates and degrees at prestige colleges here and abroad. And I said, wow, I didn't know all that. Okay. So, you know, that's why I said one day, I guess I got to interview you about you. <laughs> Currently, you are right here, and we got you right here at Hudson Valley Community College, where you're a professor of sociology. You do cultural diversity in American society, African history, uh, African-American history, and, uh, and the African-American experience you have, have taught. And you also, uh, you uh, continue to lecture for the state of New York, the Empire State College Center, uh, distant learning, and you uh, do diversity workshops and human resource management. You have a lot going on. <laughs> and people, oh, but anyway, today I want to talk to you about Kwanzaa. And a lot of people don't quite understand it, but they something that they want to understand. And I'm just hoping that we, you could kind of explain some of that so that uh, we could get this out. So uh, I'm going to start off by asking you, what is Kwanzaa? Oh, yes, William. I'm really I'm excited about um, Kwanzaa, and I'm glad that um, you are taking the time um, you like to interview me about it so that I can widen the knowledge about it. Well, um, Kwanzaa, um, it is an annual uh, celebration of life observed for uh, seven days from December 26th to January 1st, and it's by people of African descent to honor their heritage. So the week-long celebration um, may include songs, dances, African drums, storytelling. So what do the word Kwanzaa mean? Okay, the word um, Kwanzaa, uh, that was um, you know, I created by um, Dr. Milana um, you know, Karanga, and he is a professor um, there in uh, California. And so with the term, it's um, in Swahili. 
and um, pretty much is like fruit, bringing everyone um, you know, together for uh, specifically African Americans, their history um, as a result of the enslavement when here, uh, many that arrived in America and they could not um, practice um, their fundamental beliefs. And so with uh, Karenga, he came up with uh, the Kwanzaa in the name in Swahili. And um, when he visited with um, in Africa, and he thought that um, if the many could just start to understand um, their their heritage, that this would be a way, you know, like to bring um, to bring the group, you know, like together to learn how to value and appreciate themselves. Okay. So you said that Kwanzaa means like something like first fruit. And uh, is that something that they celebrate in Africa? Yes, he took or he borrowed, I should say, um, many of the um, things that they do in Africa with the Unite family and Unite and the get together, and pretty much to bring the Unite entire group um, together. And so, consequently, with um, Unite Kwanzaa, and when he came back here um, in the um, in the U.S. Many people thought that was a made-up um, holiday, and where it did have a lot of the underpinnings, you know, like there in Africa, and they didn't think that it would last, um, you know, like long. But as you can see, now it is celebrated around the world. Right. Now you mentioned Dr. Ron Karenga. Now who was he? Okay. Um, well, Dr. Um, you know, Milana Karenga, an amazing, um, you know, like professor. And um, as I said, when he created 1966, um, and he's a professor and chairperson of Black Studies in California, and um, he was there during the Civil Rights um, Movement, and he saw where so many African, um, or you know, back then, or um, in Black Studies, and that they um, did not you know, value themselves. And he said because of the enslavement, that was a component um, you know, that was missing, not understanding about your cultural heritage. And so that's what he thought. If he could um, bring together, you know, like design um, a holiday around Christmas, the same time when many people have the days off. And so consequently, they could do that with their families and of course have meaning to it as well, which I know you're gonna ask me about a little later. Right. He's still there in California, mm -hmm. and also, um, needless to say, he's an amazing um, speaker and head of black studies. And so yes, he continues to um, enhance Africa, Pan-Africanism, um, so that African-Americans, or, um, or the term, I use them interchangeably, African-Americans or black. Um, and so, you know, like, therefore, he keeps it, um, you know, like, moving. And, um, you know, like, consequently, like what you're doing today, letting everyone know, you know, like, about it. Now, what month and days is Kwanzaa celebrated? Okay, well, the Kwanzaa, it begins the same as, um, you know, like, Christmas and it will last for um, seven days. Mm -hmm. And then during that uh, time period, um, there are activities that um, take place with the family, and it's a renewal, like a rite, almost like a rite of passage. They don't celebrate this in Africa, do they? 
They have different celebrations there um, in Africa, and that's why many people will call it um, you know, like a man-made or, or a made-up one. But what he did, he gathered um, significant you know, like information um, you know, like to bring it um, you know, like forward um, you know, like here. But as I said, us other countries now have picked it up and they use the same um, um, or process that, you know, like he does, the different steps. So you're trying to say that Kwanzaa might be going uh, uh, international? <laughs> well, yes. Um, you know, like actually it has um, gone, I mean, like international, internationally, and in a moment I'll think of the uh, other countries that they're in. Um, so as I said, and it just came to me, I mean, like, well, yes, as you know, the United States, um, and then also in Canada and the Caribbean, mm -hmm and other parts of the African diaspora. Now, what are the uh, seven principles of Columbus? Yeah, and that was in part two, so that wasn't just a commercial thing that many people view um, you know, with, as far as Christmas is concerned. Um, it's an acknowledgement and honoring of the seven principles known as um, the, uh, you know, like Saba, each day of Kwanzaa emphasizes a new um, principle. Mm -hmm. And uh, the evening of the, with the candle lighting uh, ceremonies um, and an opportunity to discuss the principles and the meanings. And so the first night, the, um, Willie, uh, it's a black candle in the center mm -hmm. of the um, candle block, and it is lit. And the principle of Umoji, mm -hmm. um, yeah, which is discussed. And the principle includes uh, maintaining unity as a family, community, and a race. Kujigijalaja, right. that's a nice word for you. Uh, Self-determination, defining, naming, and creating, and speaking for oneself. Um, then we also follow up with Ujima, and that is collective work and responsibility, building and maintaining our community and solving um, problems together. And Ujima. And that is cooperative economics, and that was building and maintaining um, our retail stores and other businesses and to profit um, you know, from these ventures so that, again, become self-reliant. Um, you know, and NIA, we're nowhere without NIA or our purpose, um, and that is our work collectively to build communities that will restore the um, greatness of African people. And then Kuamba. And that is creativity to find new, innovative ways to leave communities of African descent and more beautiful and beneficial ways uh, than the community inherited. So again, you want everyone to be self-reliant and take that responsibility for your own communities. And then Imani, and that's faith, the belief in God, family, heritage, leaders, and others that will leave the, um, or yeah, leave the, to the victory of your Africans around the world. Now, these are principles, uh, the seven principles. Now, what do they, uh, do African Americans supposed to do with that? Do they celebrate them just on the days of Kwanzaa, or is it something that they should, you know, use every day? No. Um, with Kwanzaa, it's something, um, it's like a renewal of life. And of the things that um, that were just um, you know, like mentioned, and you have the practice all year with um, uh, you know, like the different steps or those that are just a way 
um, to, you know, like honor yourself, honor your family, honor your friends, and uh, and um, even equally important, your community. Mm-hmm. And so the, his goal is, or with um, Dr. Milana Karenga, his goal was for um, Africans, um, you know, people, you know, like of color, to really um, learn how to find themselves and to become self-reliant, and more importantly, to be proud of your ethnic um, heritage. So now, you know we have Christmas coming up, too, and uh, Kwanzaa uh, kind of interact, you know, almost basically with Christmas. So was was Kwanzaa found as a substitute for Christmas? It was found for a healing um, of for African um, like Americans, a healing for those things that were stripped away, um, and a lot of the practices again, um, you know, like in, um, you know, like from Africa. It differs from Christmas, in the sense that everything that you do is not for material goods. Um, you make items for your family mm-hmm. um, so that we want to you know, like move away you know, like from that so that you can spend the time and you keep renewing um, you know, like the seven um, you know, like principles you know, like of Kwanzaa. Uh, similar to you know, like, um, in our um, country or anyone that's celebrating um, you know, like Christmas, uh, again, that's a renewal. And you know, like certainly, and to appreciate um, you know, like others in your religious um, you know, like faith, or um, to reintroduce it to your family, um, you know, like also, and to bring them together. So it's the same thing too, um, you know, like with Kwanzaa. And I know you asked me that question earlier. I don't think that you know, like I addressed it when you had mentioned about um, is it just for um, you know, like African Americans? Mm-hmm. No, you bring your friends. Some many of your friends from different um, you know, like religious groups. Um, you know, like as well, um, different, you know, like nationalities. We don't want to be, um, you know, like separated, but it's really nice to bring them in so that they can also, you know, like understand about you and your heritage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the principle is that uh, I should celebrate this all, use these principles all year, but come Kwanzaa, it's like a time I renewed my vow. Like, yes, like absolutely. Oh, okay, good. And actually, um, Willie, mm-hmm. this happened today, um, or yesterday, I should say, because here at Hudson Valley Community College, they were celebrating Kwanzaa. And in my African history class, I was pleasantly surprised when my students, they made a T-shirt. Everything was handmade, the box, and uh, also um, it was something that was uplifting, and the students would write their comments um, on the shirt. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Okay. Now they use in Kwanzaa. There's a lot of those are a lot of Swahili words in there. So why do they use uh, uh, Swahili? Yeah, that's an excellent question um, as well. Well, in Africa, and specifically during the trade mm-hmm. um, yike period. When trading with each other from the different um, United countries, as you know, there's 54 countries in Africa, and um, it was a language that um, the majority of under people understood. With all the languages that they have there in Africa, but for trading, um, that was the language of choice, and so therefore, uh, um, Dr. Karanga chose um, you know, like that word or the um, or the the, cult- the culture, and also. 
um, the terminology is where a lot of the definitions you might know, come from. And um, and since he knew, obviously, about the trading and I mean, like that sort of thing. So that made um, you know, like a lot of sense. And also, I, I think that many of us would agree that the language out of all of them, that's pretty easy um, you know, like to pronounce. Now, uh, gifts. Gifts are given during Kwanzaa, right, I guess. And uh, what types of gifts are given and why? Yeah, well, when you, you mentioned that, and because we're just so close to it, and as I said, with teaching my African right. history right. class, mm -hmm. and then other individuals you know, like that know me, they know I, I'm not into the material, um, you know, I think. So um, they're always making something. I've gotten so many, um, you know, like cards, which were handmade. Mm -hmm. And uh, also the same thing, too, with the clothing. You don't go out and purchase the, um, your ethnic clothing, you know, like either. And this is that, you know, like they'll have someone in the community or from the church to make the, um, you know, like the outfits also. If you're not fortunate to go to Africa and get it when you're like there. But, yeah, so those are the things that we, you know, like want to focus on. And, again, so that you have that self-determination and uh, going back, you know, like to need or your purpose. And these are the things that, you know, like bring us together and financially, economically, um, and not just giving money or putting it, um, you know, like out there in the larger, you know, like society. So you want people to work in the community to make the items, as, um, you know, like also. So in other words, everything is handmade. So it's not commercialized, like, like maybe say Christmas, or you know, you have to go out and buy everything at Walmart and all them stuff. But in Kwanzaa, you make things, and you make things based on your history. So hold up. Yeah, it's interesting that you should say that because, as I said, uh, Kwanzaa founded in 1966, mm -hmm. and you know when something becomes. Um, you know, I can internalize here, you know, like in America or accept it here in America when you have a stamp um, in your name. So, of course, now you can pick up the Kwanzaa stamp, you know, like as well. Um, and Dr. Karanga is really pleased with that because that shows the longevity of it and that it has been integrated in society. But on the other hand, um, his uh, concern is commercialism. Um, like with, uh, um, you know, like the clothing and uh, also, you know, like the flag. All items now that are Kwanzaa, um, you can purchase it in many stores now right. because we live in a capitalistic society. Right. And anytime when you can earn money from, um, you know, like anything that will sell, of course, they will do that. And that is one thing that, you know, like bothers him um, because he never wanted Kwanzaa to become materialized. And I do know that, uh, I remember a long time ago, I didn't see anything about Kwanzaa on, on the calendar. You know, calendars they print, but now it's on every calendar, Kwanzaa's there. Yes. So that shows you how it has grown. Okay, now one uh, important thing for us, you know, from African is food. Now, what, do, what part does food play during Kwanzaa, and what type of food would, you know, a person serve? Well, when here on campus, and I've been um, producing Kwanzaa events for the I mean, like last 15, um, 15 years, and usually we have um, collard greens, uh, um, fried chicken, you know, you have to have your fried chicken, and your yams. Um, so these are the kinds of foods that um, m much of it was um, a part of, you know, like when, what you did there, you know, like in Africa. 
And um, you were able, when you're on the plantations, um, you like to cook up your own food on certain um, you like times. And uh, especially with the um, you like fried chicken, because there's a standard joke uh, that um, African-Americans with uh, Kentucky fried chicken, who goes there? Not many African-Americans, they're home cooking their own chicken. And that has always been something you like on Sundays, because it's right. got to be the, uh, the same thing. Uh, and it's many would argue that it tastes better, um, in spite of with uh, the colonel having the, um, the seven uh, you know, like surprise um, you know, like ingredients, allegedly, that no one knows. But part of the African culture, and many people will tell you this um, you know, like today, they always did things that wasn't, um, you know, like handwritten. They just had the memories, and they would make sure whether or not it's the sweet potato pie um, or the apple pie, you know, like, and then the way how they just cooked that, um, you know, like that chicken and the collard greens and everything, you know, like was really seasoned. And as you probably are very well aware now in Sylvia's, um, you can go in the stores and they have the collard greens. It's actually, and it's pretty good, even though it's, um, you know, like it's still abroad. But, you know, like those are things. And then celebrities also support it, like with Patti LaBelle. Um, she has her um, pies, um, you know, like that you can purchase in, um, you know, like different stores, you know, like as well. So you're keeping that cultural um, or the culture, you know, like alive um, with the foods that are really after um, the arrival, you know, like here in Africa, especially. Especially like with chicken, because that was you could only get that um, sometimes once a month, and some depending on the slave master. Sometimes you're know, like only you're know, like once a year. So those are the things that you were able to, um, you know, um, to uh, eat, and I mean, like pretty much anything that you can do and you work with on a, a regular basis, it becomes really good. And so that's what they were able to do. That was Willie Terry's interview with Hudson Valley Community College professor Tamu Chambers looking at the history and celebration of Kwanzaa. Now we move on to more segments from Willie Terry looking at the specific principles of Kwanzaa, starting with the first day of Kwanzaa, Umoja, Unity, and we'll hear this segment which was recorded at the New York State Museum in Albany in December 2018. Roman labor correspondent Willie Terry. I'm here at New York State Museum, which is celebrating the first day of Kwanzaa. It seems like there's a lot of people that, uh, here that are really interested in the Kwanzaa celebration. And I was told that this Kwanzaa will be a seven-day celebration, that this is the first day at the museum, and the rest of the uh, days will be in various communities. What I want to do is get some answers to some of the questions, like what is Kwanzaa? How did Kwanzaa get started? And why do people feel that it's important to the black community or to America in general that we celebrate Kwanzaa? Because now Kwanzaa is part of the uh, calendar. It's on the calendar every year, on all calendars that are put out. What I'm going to do, I'm going to try to talk to people here and and some of the vendors, which they have a very elaborate setup, and uh, some of the people about their feeling and thoughts on this first day of Kwanzaa. Yeah, I'm here and I have as my guest Aaron Carter, one of the uh, premier Kwanzaa organizers. Um, Aaron. Yes, sir. Yeah, what is Kwanzaa? Kwanzaa is a celebration of family, community, and culture. First fruit celebration taken from Africa. And Aaron, how did Kwanzaa come about? Kwanzaa began in 1966 under Milana Karanga, uh, who took 
the history of ancestry and the history of our struggles in the 60s and put it together. Brilliant, brilliant. And he's still alive, right? Oh, yes, in California. Yes, yes. All right, thank you, Aaron. I'm here uh, at one of the tables that they have here at Quanta Festival, and I'm here with Brother John, Brother John Mohammed from the... Um, uh, Albany, New York Study Group and the local organizing committee. Oh, okay. thank you. Man. And Brother Mohammed, I, uh, why is it important that we uh, celebrate Kwanzaa? I think Kwanzaa is important for us to celebrate because the, all of the seven principles impact us as a people. If we practice them, we would build unity, a sense of collective um, moving forward we'll be pooling our resources and we will begin to see each other more so as brothers and sisters in my opinion and how do you think kwanzaa contribute to the black liberation struggle oh yes sir definitely the pooling of our resources finding black vendors to spend your money with beginning to circulate our dollar within our own community before it leaves it's definitely helpful to building our liberation progress because freedom's not free. You have to fund it somehow. And the more we can harness our financial resources, the better off we will be. Now, I know you say you are in the uh, study group, right? And are you also in the nation? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, is this something that the nation kind of uh, believe in? Well, we support anything positive for our brothers and sisters. Um, any economic program or any event that brings us together in peace and harmony and has us work together, we lend our support to that. All right. Thank you, brother. Yes. And I'm here uh, at the uh, table, Hamilton Hill table, with one of the uh, original organizers of the uh, Kwanzaa here at the museum. And she has some uh, information to tell us that I didn't know. And her name is? Mickey Khan. Yeah. Hey, Mickey. And Mickey, tell me something about it. Well, um, Kwanzaa came to Schenectady, first of all, at the Hamilton Hill Art Center by two employees who were familiar with Kwanzaa. At the time, my mother, Margaret Cunningham, was the director, and she took it on, and pretty soon, in a few years in Schenectady, they then moved to the New York State Museum. And it's been at the New York State Museum for, I would say, about 20 years. Um, and in due time, I, my mother retired, several people stepped in after her, and then I became director. And we continued doing it bigger and bigger here. Twelve years ago, we formed the Kwanzaa Coalition, which is regional, local organizations that joined together to plan seven days of Kwanzaa. Thank you, Mickey. You just heard part of Willie Terry's coverage of the New York State Museum in Albany's event on December 2018 of the first day of Kwanzaa. You can hear the rest of that segment on our website at mediasanctuary.org. In that same year, Willie Terry headed to the Albany Housing Authority for the second day of Kwanzaa. And in this segment, you'll hear community activists Nefertari Heru on the meeting of Kwanzaa's principal Kujikagulia, meaning self-determination. 
Gunny. Cool you shot the layer. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'm glad everyone made it out tonight. Uh, we have this great panel in front of us. Um, and we really want to try to get some wealth out of one of you guys being here and obviously the knowledge that they both possess. So I'm going to put Janice, put Mama Janice on really quickly um, and let her take the stage and I'll be right back. Well, I just want to set the stage as a matter of fact. And with this being Coochie Chabalia, which is about self-determination, I thought it would, would be very appropriate to lead us into what the meaning of self-determination is in my eyes. And, and I want our young sister Nefertari, and she's going to um, give us some insights and, some, and enlighten us. Good evening, everyone. I just want to uh, start by telling you what Kwanzaa is. Kwanzaa is Swahili for first fruits. Umoja is unity, family, community, nation, and race. Kujibulia is self-determination. Ujima is collective work and responsibility. Ujama is cooperative economics. Nia is purpose. Kuumba is creativity and inherited talent. Imani is faith. After the assassination of El-Haj Malik El-Shabazz, Malcolm X, in February 1965, Dr. Marlani Karenga formed organization US to promote racial pride and cultural identity. In 1966, Dr. Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale formed the Black Panther Party with the intention of furthering the philosophies of Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X, which was a return to Afrocentrism. In 1966, Dr. Marlena Karenga created Kwanzaa to provide black people with a culturally based holy day period to recall and reflect the fundamentals that made our African ancestors great. When we apply the fundamentals of Kwanzaa, we reconnect with our ancestral spirit, history, and heritage. Kwanzaa helps us to remember love and appreciate the sacrifices that our ancestors and elders have made prior to our own birth. Umoja means unity. There should be unity in our families, the black community, the African motherland, and, in, and unity in African people here and abroad. One way that we can promote unity is our people for our, is our people is to learn to love our people and to teach our children to love themselves and those that look like them. When we don't know or experience love, we can't give love. Love for our people must be instilled early in adolescence. Children raised in homes where there is no love or where love is insufficient and attention given is inadequate are more likely to have or develop behavioral issues that lead to self-destructive actions. We must learn to love ourselves and in turn one another within our race. When we begin to view our people with love instead of simply focusing on the negative attributes of our people, we can grow as a united people. We know that there is strength in numbers. A unified people is a strong people. That's right. Kujagulia is self-determination. Black people have always had a spirit of self-determination yes. despite being subjected to slavery, racism, oppression, criminalization, and brutality. Our people have always possessed the desire to rise above our circumstances. Our people were determined not to allow their oppressors to keep them subjugated and oppressed physically, mentally, spiritually, or economically. Less than 60 years after slavery had ended, our people were so determined, they created their own black Wall Streets, where entire towns were filled with prosperous black families that owned stores, businesses, and created their own banks, schools, insurance companies, and hospitals. Ujima is collective work and responsibility. Collective work is the work that we must do together 
to improve the condition of our people as a collective. Mm. One person can't save you and you can't do it all alone. It takes a collective of people to create and implement strategies that benefit our people. It is our responsibility as individuals to research and engage with others and organizations with like-minded goals to create strong bonds to ensure actions are effective and programs operate to their fullest potential. Responsibility comes with maturity. We must teach our children by leading by example. It is our responsibility to pass on customs, embrace our culture, and to research and document history for our children so that they mature into adults that know and value the accomplishments of their ancestors that is often attributed to other races and cultures. It is our responsibility to instill positive values and images and provide our children with a sense of pride. When we teach our youth through the creation and impl implementation of traditional practices, they mature into adults that desire more for themselves and their people. When we make traditions of practices, our children acquire knowledge that they can use throughout their lives, and they will have a deep appreciation for the struggles that they will continue to face in the future. Nia is purpose. Our people have always embraced our place in the universe. Our ancestors embraced their oneness with divinity and nature. Our people have always understood that we have a divine purpose to lead others by example. The first human fossils that were found in Africa only meant that our one purpose, the one purpose of our ancestors was to populate the world. All other people descended from us, but many of our own people today don't even know what their own purpose is. Many of our people don't know about scientific discoveries made by our people that contribute to the modern world. Many more still don't know nor understand the purpose of Kwanzaa and how it is needed by our people to recognize how distant we have become from embracing the traditions and cultivating the greatness that is in us from our ancestors, yet today lays dormant in our people as a collective, especially in our youth. Kuumba is creativity and inherited talent. Our people created the pyramids, almanacs, invented the clothes dryer, the fire extinguisher, the gas mask, and the traffic light. Our people were master scientists, master scholars, master teachers, master mathematicians, and master physicians. Our elders taught their children skills that they needed to sustain their communities. From youth, children learned to make baskets, metallurgy, learned agriculture, architecture, astronomy, history, philosophy, and spirituality. Our people created religious systems and spiritual principles that people still believe and follow to the present, yet the African origins of these systems is not acknowledged, appreciated, or valued. Faith is Amani. Our people have always had faith in themselves and in their spiritual systems. Kwanzaa is not a replacement for religion. Kwanzaa is not a replacement for traditional holidays observed by our people in this country and abroad. What Kwanzaa is, is a lifeline. Kwanzaa connects us to, as individuals and as a people to ancestral energy and power that is unrivaled and unequaled by any other people. Because of our unity and strength in the motherland, we were intentionally divided when they brought us here on the slave ships. Our oppressors knew the power of our people when we were united. We had to be broken. We had to be abased and, and humiliated. Historically, we were taught to lose faith in our ancestors, elders, and ourselves. We re when we reconnect with our spiritual strength and restore faith in ourselves and in our people, then we can truly fulfill the mission of Marcus Garvey of uplifting our race and accomplishing what we will. The need for black-owned business and institutions is imperative for our growth and development as a people. 
black spending power in 2018 is 1.2 to 1.3 trillion dollars even though we only make up 14 percent of the american population our people spend less money with black owned business than any other racial group why is this i have a partial understanding in my opinion i think our people lack trust we lack trust that our people will uphold professional business standards and practices. We don't believe that we can get quality products and goods and services at reasonable prices. We believe that if we do business with each other, the business owner won't provide discounts or give back to the community. Our people have not supported black business, but what we have done is further propagandize a crabs in a barrel mentality of holding one another back through economics, negative stereotyping that we now propagandize ourselves, and by negative psychological brainwashing that we continue to pass down to our youth generation after generation, which only exacerbates the destruction of the black family and the black community. There is a desperate need for re-education, not education. An educational system based on Western ideology, philosophy, religion, and culture does absolutely nothing for African people. A people detached from their own culture and history but accepting and conditioned by Western thought is a people taught to believe that they have no history worthy of acknowledgement. And this is what we must begin to start changing at home. If we continue to only learn the history and culture of a people that have systematically oppressed us, how can we develop a genuine love for our people when we aren't even taught to love our own history? We must re-educate our, uh, ourselves and our children. If you have a skill or a talent and you know of a child that might be interested in learning about your skill or talent, then it is your responsibility to teach that child. This is what Malcolm X meant when he said, each one teach one. We need to re-educate ourselves about our history so that we may begin to understand ourselves and what direction we are headed in as a collective. Our children are the next generation. Our children learn from us. They, in turn, give to the world. If we don't begin to adjust our attitudes and behaviors regarding our culture and our traditions and re-educate ourselves and our children, systematic oppression will. Our ancestors and elders tried to teach us to maintain, maintain strong family bonds and maintain bonds with our people and in our community. We were able to maintain and uphold these bonds despite enslavement and oppression. The principles of Kwanzaa matters most to our people, and when we thoroughly study and apply it, it can help our people to grow and develop better into a people on a daily basis. When fully embraced, the seven principles of Kwanzaa will enable our people to become what we truly were purposed to be, proud, black, and free. December 2018, Willie Terry was recovering the different days of Kwanzaa, so you just heard from day two. And for day four, Willie Terry headed to the Troy Boys and Girls Club to celebrate Ujama Cooperative Economics. And in the segment, he interviewed several participants on their views of the importance of this principle to the Black community. Let 
the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the presence has brought us. Facing the Yeah, this is your Roman reporter, uh, Willie Terry, at the Troy Boys and Girls Club in downtown Troy, where they're having a Kwanzaa. This is the fourth day of Kwanzaa. This is the Ujamaa Cooperative Economics Day of Kwanzaa. And I have, uh, as one of my uh, guests, one of the key organizers of bringing uh, Kwanzaa to the Boys and Girls Club, Brother Ford. How you doing, Brother Ford? I'm well, man. I'm well. Thank you. I want to say that this is one of the best Kwanzaa that I went to so far, especially with the food. But I had actually nice gumbo and brown rice, healthy stuff. And that's what you need. That's what Kwanzaa is about, right? Yes, yes, it is. Um, I thank my wife and Miss Luz. My wife made the chicken gumbo and Miss Luz made the peas and rice. We thank them. Um, it was our desire, man, to make sure that, you know, this first Kwanzaa was a hit and uh, that everybody enjoyed themselves and they will be looking for our looking for it next year so um I, I think everything came out very well right now i just want to ask you a question about the uh, principle because this is the fourth kwanzaa the fourth principles which is ujamaa cooperative economics which the speakers talked about yes. to build and maintain our own stores shops and other businesses and to profit from them together yes. so what are your thoughts on the fourth principle of kwanzaa Man, amazing, amazing. The speaker's brother, Chris Johnson, he broke it down from a personal level so that we can get our own personal finances together. And then Dr. Horton came from a community level of a model that will allow us to uh, come together and benefit as a community where we don't have to go outside and ask others to support us and we'll be able to be self-sustaining. Okay. Now, this is the uh, first Kwanzaa here. So what happened was that there are people in our community who already celebrate Kwanzaa in, on their own personal homes. Because we came together tonight, we were allowed to speak with each other. So not only will we have at least one day, but the coalition has offered to have Troy to have two days next year. So next year we look forward to having possibly one here at the Boys and Girls Club, and we'll be looking for another space to hold another uh, Kwanzaa event, which is amazing. Thank you for bringing it Kwanzaa here, and I'm sure the community uh, appreciate that. Yes, it, it looks like everybody enjoyed themselves. They're very happy. Um, we thank the community for allowing us to have it, and we definitely look forward for next year. Yeah, and your name? Alfonso Rodriguez. And your name? Tiana Grant. Tiana Grant. Okay, uh, Alfonso and Tiana, this is the uh, fourth day of Kwanzaa, and the theme is Ujamaa which means cooperative economics to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses to, and to profit from them together. Mm -hmm. So what are y'all thoughts on this fourth day of Kwanzaa on that particular thing? My thoughts in particular is that it's so vital, it's so necessary, it's crucial that we establish institutions of our own so that we start to minimize the dependencies that 
society and the governments and the stores at large hold on us. So that in the event that we need to mobilize in some shape, some way, shape, or form, we have that accountability within ourselves. We have that opportunity to be able to do so. So that's like one of the points positive of like starting out on organizations and communities, so that we can um, basically start to improve our conditions. And the best way through that is co cooperative economics. And what are your thoughts? Can you repeat the question? Uh, your thoughts on uh, Kwanzaa, it's Ujama, it means cooperative economics, but you can just tell me your thoughts on Kwanzaa. I feel like in order for us to create the community that we want, it starts with us. We need to change what's going on in our lives, what's going on in our community, making a change in one small, in one small part of the world or just in a neighborhood can help change other neighborhoods and change other communities as well to bring that positive light around as well. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. This is uh, Bomani uh, Benbo. I'm actually here at the Troy Boys and Girls Club Kwanzaa. It actually was a beautiful, beautiful event. Um, this is probably the second time I know Kwanzaa's been held here. Uh, we tried this many years back. Um, at the boys club uh, my family and I and uh, it was alright but this one's actually alright so it's, it's kind of good to see Kwanzaa has finally made it to, uh, to the Troy community um, seeing that it's always done in Albany and Schenectady now this is the uh, fourth uh, day of Kwanzaa and the theme is Ujamaa cooperative economics how do you feel about that principle um, as we had a speaker earlier our brother Chris Johnson talk about like economics in the black community and how can we best benefit in ways to uh, solve our own internal situations through economics? Uh, I think it's a very important day due to the fact that, um, you know, you see us out there uh, as far as always talking about, like, like how do we move, uh, how do we get the people to move, or how do we get things done? And, like, lately, you know, you hear about how, you know, buy back the community or, or make investments in the black community. Um, today's one of those, you know, it's that day that really, re where you really focus on it. Um, I noticed something interesting this year that I've seen for the first time is down in Brooklyn, they do what's called the Brooklyn Bar Crawl, and they go and they, uh, you know, go to black businesses and make sure that they spend their dollars there. I think that's something we should also bring, not just to Troy, but to the capital region as well, to where, you know, our very few black businesses here, we, you know, we go there and, and help them out. So Kwanzaa has a future in Troy. Um, it looks like that. It looks like that. If we can keep it, you know, now that it starts, just keep the ball rolling. Thank you. And I'm here at the uh, Kwanzaa with one of the vendors, and her name is? Sharon John. Sharon John? John. John. And you have a, a table here set up with a lot of uh, red, black, and green wares. And uh, I just want to ask you a quick question. Now, uh, this is the fourth day of Kwanzaa. Yes, sir. And it's called Ujama. Ujama. Right. Cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them. So what are your thoughts on that particular principle of Kwanzaa? Well, I totally believe in it because um, I've been doing this since 2009. And actually, how I got to, um, to start my own business was, actually, I was fired from my job in 2009. I worked as a CNA for about 33 years. 
and it actually led me to being self-employed. So I totally believe in it. Um, I've tr I train people, I teach people how to be self-employed um, because I think that it's something that's needed in, in 2000, um, going to 2019 is needed that we as black people need to remember how it started, um, remember Black Wall Street, and actually my business is called Black Wall Street Home 125 because I believe that we're supposed to have our own, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it, and it's a positive um, means, and it's gonna help um, feed our families, and I'm truly blessed to have started my business, and I, I feed my children um, because of it, and help other family members. I also donate money, so it's, it's, a, it's a truly a blessing. So how long, how long have you been in business? Though? 2000, since 2009. Uh -huh. So this has been something that, that you is self-sustaining for yes, you? Yes, I've been doing it since 2009, and God has truly blessed me and prospered me. I wouldn't have it no other way. Um, I encourage other people to start something. I don't care what you do, find something that you like, that you're good at, your talent, and just go for it. Start small, and, you, and then you build. You have, you have a long-term goal, of course, but your short-term goal is just to get started, and you can start with $50. You can get a small table. And you can go somewhere, do events, do free markets. And you start small, and then you you grow to into, into your business. You grow into your business. You just don't come set overnight. It's a process. And I see you got family involved in this. Yes. Also, I, I, everything I do is family oriented. I make sure since I was 19 years old, when I was a fashion designer um, and living in New York in my early um, 20s, I remember doing shows, fashion shows at the Coliseum. Always encourage my family members to be involved. Always. Okay. I can't say good luck because you are, are doing it. Doing it. <laughs> But uh, good luck anyway. Okay, thank you, thank you thank so you. much. And I'm here at the Boys and Girls Club, the Kwanzaa, and uh, at one of the vendors' table. And I have as my guest Irene Farrell, the vivacious vegan. And Fidel Phillips. Uh, this is the fourth day of Kwanzaa, and it's known as Ujama, yes. which means cooperative economics. Yes. To build and maintain our own stores, shop, and other business, and to profit from them together. Yes. Just want to know what are your view on the uh, four principles of Kwanzaa? How do you feel about that? I feel it's important for our community to grow. Um, it's something that our community community to learn more about. Um, and instead of working a nine to five, I decided to actually live it. I decided to start my own business and put everything else behind me and believe in myself. And I see that the community is actually supporting me. So. I know it's real. I'm not afraid. This is something that can happen. Um, and I see other people doing the same. What's the name of your business? The Vivacious Vegan. You want to know what we do? Go ahead. Okay, so we cater plant-based foods. It's delicious. What they call vegan soul food. I also cater. I also sing about the food. I do parodies. Uh, as you heard me perform on uh, Wednesday. Um, and then I do workshops where I talk to people, gather people around, and we talk about um, different diseases and what we can do to either live with them or, or eradicate them. So how could one get in touch with you? Absolutely. My website is thevivaciousvegan.com, and I also have an email um, the Vivacious Vegan at Gmail. Um, and then I have YouTube channel. Um, call me at 518 620 6376. And I just want to ask one of your uh, other representatives. Yes. How do you feel about that? Um, me, personally, I'm very passionate about Ujamaa. 
not only have um, do I work very closely with the Vivacious Vegan, I am also a member of the Us Lifting Us Economic Development Cooperative. And the goal of um, uh, ULU, is called, for short, U-L-U, Us Lifting Us, is to fulfill the vision of the most honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey. So, um, like I said, I'm very, very uh, enthusiastic and very passionate about Ujama. I, I live it 365 days a year. All right, but thank you for those comments. Thank you, Mr. Terry. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. You were just hearing some of Willie Terry's coverage of the seven principles of Kwanzaa. We now head to Kumba, meaning creativity. This is uh, Willie Terry, WOC 105.3, and I'm here at the Hamilton Hill Art Center, and I have as my guests... Hello, my name is Rachel Kahn. I'm the executive director at the Hamilton Hill Art Center. Um, here at the Hamilton Hill Art Center, we um, promote the knowledge, continued development of African diasporic art and culture. We're here celebrating Kwanzaa this evening. The principle of today is Kaumba, which is creativity, which I thought resonated with the Art Center with what we do here. Um, and creativity, you know, is so important because it is how we make a way out of no way. It is how we um, transform our environment into the one that we would like to live in. And I think this is where right, Kwanzaa kind of really started growing yes. out of the Hamilton Hill Art Center, The right? Hamilton Hill Art Center brought Kwanzaa to the Capitol District. Um, we started, um, you know, the big event at the Albany Museum, um, and now we're happy to share, share it with the coalition so that more people can enjoy and celebrate everywhere. All right, thank you. Um, I'd like to invite Minister Muhammad to come up here. I do black uh, comic book characters. And, you know, I went through a couple of trials and tribulations when I went in my, into my teens, but things were said to me that I ended up having to overcome. And I remember at one point, um, I was living up here and I went down to Jacksonville, Florida to live with my dad, and things didn't work out between me and my dad, so I had moved back up here, but all my comics, my stories, and all my other stuff was down in Jacksonville. And what happened is, is that my dad had hid my work because he wanted me to go into his industry. And so when I had asked him, like, where's my stuff? You know, you're going to send my stuff up. He's like, oh, well, the termites got to your stuff. So I ended up going into his industry, which is security. And years later, when I was, man, I want to say like 36. Yeah, I'm in my 40s. <laughs> and um, he, had, he, he pulled out this big box and it had all my stuff in it. It had all my stories or whatever. And I felt robbed because all of these years I could have been pr pr pursuing my goal but he had my stuff. And at some point I had to come to grips with it because I applied myself not only to my security field, but I applied myself to my ministry. And today I can put together a message just like I used to when I used to draw. So in other words, whenever I get ready to, to do something, I can see the whole message in like a picture just like I used to as an art form. And so there will be times in your life where people will say th certain things or do certain things. I remember early in my security career, when I went in the office to ask for a raise, and just like Malcolm X had been told, well, Malcolm, your people really don't become lawyers. Maybe you should be a shoe shiner or shoe, you know, shoe cobbler. He said to me, he said, you know, your hands are really too clumsy for the tools. So maybe you should stay in the shop. Now mind you, I'm an artist. With an artist's background that sculpted and penned and stuff like that, and my hands are too clumsy for the... So what I'm saying to you is, 
I'm not here today to try to blame people for me not being in the field, but what I'm saying is, is that whatever it is that you want to do, whether you're younger or older, there will always be somebody out there that will say something to you. You will have to overcome, but you always have to, we always have to try to put ourselves around as much love as we can so our, our creativity can overcome that. And if you're around loving people who encourage you when others are trying to tell you you can't do it or you run into certain obstacles, you'll overcome that. But if not, then you will have to go through some trials. But to me, black love and love is the answer to hinder all traumatic blocks to your creativity. Thank you. Before I invite anyone else up, um, I'd like to just piggyback on that. Um, you know, as somebody with a learning disability, creativity means everything to me. You know, creativity is the way you get around when the common way doesn't work for you. Creativity for me is intrinsic to who I am. Um, I, part of it was growing up here at the Art Center taught me how to express myself through that. So you think about the slaves and when they took their drums away, they would clap their hands or they would stomp their feet. Creativity is that thing that will get you through anything, that will break down all barriers. Um, I'm a priest, a West African priest of Ifa, and part of what they say our job is, is to transform Osobo, or negativity, into Iray, which is positivity. And so creativity is that way that you take anything out of your environment, no matter what it is, and you transform it into something that's good for you, that works for you that takes you to the next level. inspired by what you have to say. In 2018, Willie Terry covered many of the seven principles of Kwanzaa, and we had to cut those segments short, but please do head over to our website, mediasanctuary.org, for more of Willie Terry's coverage of Kwanzaa. We hope you've enjoyed this special Kwanzaa episode of Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Until next time, folks, thanks for tuning in.